Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is October 1st. Again, I know normally I start out a conference podcast with some of my favorite quotes from conference or some of my favorite themes, but conference hasn't happened yet because I'm recording this early. So we'll get into some conference stuff next week. But for now, let's begin a brand new Come Follow Me blog. This week, we're going to be studying the book of Ephesians. Now, a couple of interesting things about the book of Ephesians is, again, it was an epistle written by Paul. It's called To the Ephesians. But what's interesting is, even though it says to the saints which are at Ephesus, the original manuscript of this epistle, it didn't actually specify that it was to the saints in Ephesus. So I'm not quite positive when and where this became an epistle to the Ephesians. I don't know if it was just delivered to the Ephesians, but that it was intended for saints globally. That's kind of the theory out there. It could have been spoken when this epistle was delivered, that it was meant for the saints in Ephesus. We don't actually know, but I think it's really interesting that even though in our version of the Bible, it says to the saints, which are at Ephesus, that that wasn't in the original manuscript. And so we assume that that is who this epistle is to for whatever reason. But the cool thing about this is that it's written more for a generalized audience for all saints, specifically saints who are trying to grow their faith, who are new in the faith and who are trying to grow it or who are more established, but are looking for deeper doctrines. We can get all of that here in the book of Ephesians. Now, what's interesting too about the book of Ephesians is that more so than any other book in the New Testament, we see very specific Latter-day doctrines found in here. We're going to see the doctrine of foreordination. We're going to see the importance of prophets and apostles. And we're going to see that it was important to our Father in Heaven that there is one unified church and that there's an organization within that church. And so really, this letter to the Ephesians is absolutely incredible. And something else that I love about this letter is that unlike some of the other letters that we've seen and some that we will see, there's no specific problem that Paul is addressing here. It's not like all these negative things have gotten back to him and he has to address it and correct them. He's just encouraging them and giving them more gospel truth. Most likely this letter was written at some point when Paul was imprisoned. We don't exactly know when, but a lot of gospel scholars believe that it was during his first imprisonment in Rome. In case I haven't convinced you that Ephesians is worth studying and that it's awesome, listen to what Bruce R. McConkie said about Ephesians. He said, Ephesians is an epistle for all the world, for Jew and Gentile, for husband and wife, for parent and child, for master and servant. It was the mind and will of God in Paul's day. It is the voice of inspiration in our day. It is an epistle of universal appeal and application. It contains some of Paul's best writing and is a document that deals with fundamentals and with the gospel of God in all its saving glory. If that doesn't make you want to dive deep into the book of Ephesians, I don't know what else to say. Just the fact that Bruce R. McConkie says it's some of Paul's best writing and it deals with the fundamentals of the gospel of God in all its saving glory is just absolutely phenomenal. 
So let's jump right in. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 says, According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Now, before we get into what all of this means or how we should be taking that or receiving it, I think this is just a really cool scripture because it teaches us about the truthfulness of a pre-mortal existence. It's funny, I remember when I was in high school, I was talking to my friend who was a Lutheran, and we were having a conversation about the Bible or religion. I can't even remember specifically what the conversation was about. But as part of the conversation, I said something about pre-mortal life. And you would have thought that I had sprouted a second head the way my friend looked at me in confusion. He was just baffled that I could believe or think something like a pre-mortal existence actually happened. And it was so funny because it was so beyond my comprehension that you could believe that we didn't have a pre-mortal existence. And so I took him to some scriptures and showed him some things. And I said, this is why I believe this on top of revelation that's been given in the latter days. There are so many things in the Bible that point us towards a pre-mortal existence. And this scripture is one of them, this idea of being predestined or predetermined. President Hunter said it this way. God said to Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. At another time, God reminded Job that all the sons of God shouted for joy, before there was any manner of man or woman on the earth, God was creating. The Apostle Paul taught that God the Father chose us before the foundation of the world. Where and when did all of this happen? Well, it happened long before man's mortal birth. It happened in a great premortal existence where we developed our identities and increased our spiritual capacities by exercising our agency and making important choices. We developed our intelligence and learned to love the truth, and we prepared to come to earth to continue our progress. My friends, it just makes sense that there was a premortal existence, just like it makes sense that there will be a post-mortal experience. And I feel like sometimes I take for granted the knowledge that I have, that I came from somewhere, that I didn't just happen here on this earth, but that I lived before I am experiencing this now and that I will live again. I think that that's a doctrine that sometimes I take for granted, but I get the opportunity to be reminded of several times throughout the scriptures. Now, with that being said, let's talk a little bit about this idea of predestination. First of all, I think it's so important that we understand very clearly that God has not chosen his favorite spirits to be saved and determined that others will not be. That is not what this scripture means. It does not mean that God picked us out to be among those who would hear of Christ and believe in Christ as if our agency played no part in it. Elder Maxwell once taught that as believers, we need to acknowledge the fact that past, present, and future are simultaneously before God. We might not understand it, and we might not be able to wrap our minds around how that works for him, but that he can see and understand all the past, all the present, and all the future simultaneously. Now, with that understanding, listen to what Elder Maxwell taught about this idea. It says, The Lord who was able to say to his disciples, cast the net on the right side of the ship, knew beforehand that there was a multitude of fishes there. 
if he knew beforehand the movements and whereabouts of fishes in the little sea of Tiberias, should it offend us that he knows beforehand which mortals will come into the gospel net? So this idea isn't that God has chosen who will accept, it's that he understands beforehand who will embrace the gospel, who will choose to come into its fold. Now, this does not take away our agency at all. There is no forcing of the hand. There is no making it so. It's just God knows and understands beforehand. Now, what's hard about this is that a lot of preachers or ministers teach that this has already been determined, that God has chosen, and that there's nothing that we can do about it. And that is absolutely not the case. Elder McConkie taught it this way, Predestination is the false doctrine that from all eternity God has ordered whatever comes to pass, having a special and a particular reference to the salvation or damnation of souls. Some souls, according to this false concept, are irrevocably chosen for salvation, others for damnation, and there is said to be nothing any individual can do to escape predestined inheritance in heaven or hell, as the case may be. My friends, there's a lot that I can't wrap my mind around with this doctrine. But what is enough for me is to know that my Father in heaven knows me, that he's aware of me, that he loves me, and that no matter what, no matter what he knows that I'll do or choose, that he is fighting for my salvation. That is the purpose of why he sent his son to this earth. I know that our Father in heaven knows us, that he loves us, that he's aware of us, and that he is working hard for the salvation and the glory of all his children. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.